syllables, modern fact. This time, the boys are going to be reviewing it, chapter two. Welcome to modern fact. Welcome to modern fact. It's like a big hissy cat. <laughs> Modern fart. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to Art Cinema Fart Cinema's Modern Fart. Woohoo! We talk about brand new movies. Mm-hmm. In this case, we're going to be talking about It Chapter 2, as Pennywise told us. I'm Nadim. I'm Simon. And this is our brand new baby boy that we adopted from the orphanage. Cameron. It's Cameron. It's He's so a... good to finally meet you, Cameron. <laughs> I'm hating this already. He's a baby Cameron. <laughs> baby Cameron! <laughs> oh, baby Cameron. Help me. Um, I'm going to have my arm around Cameron for all this episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. It kind of feels right. The oh. energy. Yeah. It's Chapter 2, boys. It's the brand new movie from Andy Muschietti. The... Amazing director behind It, 2017 edition. Yeah, was that a well-received <laughs> It Chapter 1? Was it, it? Was, it was a popular movie. It, in fact, fucking, of course it was. It was the biggest horror movie of all time. Right. Really? It's the big, It's still, today, the biggest horror movie of all time. Wow. Adju- and not adjusted for inflation. I think it's The Exorcist if you adjust for inflation. But it was dead popular. I don't know if you remember it. Do you remember it? Yeah, I watched it. Um, it was all right. It was all right. I I'm glad that The Exorcist nice. wins at... With inflation. That's a guess. I, I, that's, that's, that's like ringing a bell in the back of my head. Yeah, right? well, we'll, we'll look into that. But yeah, no, yeah. It Chapter One doesn't deserve to be uh, <laughs> headlining. Type it was film. a pop culture event. I remember, like, mm. for two Halloween straight, everyone was dressing up as the clown, you know? Having said that, uh, I'm going to predict that It Chapter Two is disappointing and even outraging people. Mm. All around the world, but I, I'm I'm unplugged. I'm an ice, so I don't actually know about this. Maybe I'm wrong, but where I live under a rock with no internet, I don't know if people are feeling that way. But when I watched this film, I thought I could just see people just thinking, "What?" As if the director had decided to make fun of his audience <laughs> halfway through the story. <laughs> so, at chapter two, it picks up 27 years after the first of the events of the first movie. The, the Loser Gang, or whatever the... The f- Loser's Club. The Loser's Club, I don't, I don't care. The Loser's Gang, they meet back up together because it emerges that Pennywise is back. The evil clown from the first movie is back. So they have to go back to their hometown of Derry and get back together and <laughs> defeat Pennywise. However, they've all kind of forgotten the events of the first movie. And through coming back to Derry, they re-remember their past, re-remember their childhoods. And... Uh, all have to confront something in their past in order to finally go on to defeat this clown once and for all. This movie is uh, is pretty crap, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, very well. disappointed. I expected a lot more from the cast that was in it. Oh, right. So are you a fan of uh, specific cast members? Well, I saw James McAvoy and thought, 
oh, that'll be pretty good, and saw Bill Hader and thought, oh, that's even better. I'm a fan of Bill Hader. And yeah. uh, thought it was Bryce Dallas Howard, but <laughs> not, it's Jessica Chastain. See, Bryce whatever, Dallas Howard, it? she's the A side, and Jessica Chastain's the B side. I didn't it? even know for the whole, <laughs> I thought for the whole film that it was Bryce Dallas Howard, if only and then Jessica was, eh? Chastain popped up and I thought, I'm an idiot. I would swap it for Bryce Dallas, and I would also swap James McAvoy for someone else as well, because he's got like a smug thing going on doesn't uh, he James McAvoy was not very good in this and I expected a lot more yeah. he was fine I, sometimes he was fine. sometimes when he was doing his <laughs> stutter it kind of got a bit like not good <laughs> I love I, you stuttered I, I love yeah. you stuttered <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of not good yeah no it was very it was very bad oh uh-huh. okay I didn't think James McAvoy was too bad I actually thought the cast was the strongest part of this I liked the casting of Ben though because I recognised him from somewhere and turns out where I recognised him from was from the Australian TV show Neighbours that I watched as a kid with oh. my mum. And I was like... Maybe I recognise him from that too. Because that's all he's been in. He's not been in anything of no other than Neighbours because he's from New Zealand. Really? Yeah. I was so sure I was going to see a rich uh, back catalogue. No, he's got... <laughs> I checked on IMDb and he's got... F- I remember him Neighbours. from the same place then. My feeling about this film, It Chapter 2, uh, is that Halfway through the film, maybe even two thirds into the film, I was liking it for the wrong reason. Whereas I was like, I was, I was ready to say, I really like this film because it's missing the mark. Like I was thinking, <laughs> it's not going to please anyone as a horror movie in 2019, but it's going to please me right now because every time Pennywise showed up. I felt like I was at a bus stop making this shit up in my head. <laughs> you know when you, you know when you entertain yourself with like, imagine if that statue came to life or a fucking bird shit on it or something like that. Yeah, and the, yeah. And you start giggling to it yourself. It does kind of feel like that at points. That's what it? that's what this this is this film is whimsical imagination. The movie, mm. but it's not a good movie. It's just so bollocks. I, I think the reason it's so whimsical imagination. The movie is because it's it's more or less a direct adaptation of the second half of the book. Which is meant to be absolutely crazy. I think that like, there's a god in the there's a god in the book that is actually a turtle. Yeah, yeah. that they, they cut that out. <laughs> that's the whole Stephen King universe. Is that the the universe itself is the back of a giant space tortoise, <laughs> and that also ties into the Dark Tower books, and it's all worked <laughs> together in one oh. big menagerie of. Well, kind of, I'm kind of glad they didn't include that, but I don't yeah. actually think it would have made it a worse film or even a better film. I was hoping to see a giant <laughs> yeah, space turtle. I well, think actually, it... there was a moment in the classroom where there's a turtle on the table, and then uh, the shot is composed such that you see a globe, and the globe is sitting <sighs> on top of the turtle. I... That's cool. Well spotted, yes. Nazim. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the turtle. I'm a super sleuth. Um, but because it's been adaptation, I feel as though like it, the movie totally feels obliged to include every plot point from the book and as a result that it completely forgets to like develop characters or even allow characters to just have conversations with each other yeah. so in the climax of the movie obviously we're not in spoiler section yet so I can't go into it too much but characters are interacting in ways that kind of affect meaningfulness but you get none of it emotionally you're just kind of like 
Oh, right. Are they friends? Yeah, I guess they are friends. Right, yeah, because I've watched this for two and a half hours. Yeah, no, I suppose. <laughs> this film's also too fucking long. It's two hours and 50 minutes long. I actually nodded off and got jolted awake by a loud noise uh, towards the end of this movie. But <laughs> as it was getting to the, the sort of bits that are supposed to be climactic and, you know, like you, you wouldn't be able to look away, I was actually, my eyelids were getting heavy. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the cinema. Okay. I did get really <laughs> bored. I got bored, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did either of you think that the CG effects in it were really bad? I mean, in the, the start of the film, or any time you see his mouth latch onto something, it just looks yeah. really bad. Well, that's... So, I remember... I vividly remember Simon coming out of the first It movie a few years ago, and I remember we were talking about it, and you said, the thing is with these things is less is more. And I was like, yeah... Yeah, and this movie doesn't learn that from the first movie at all. It doubles down on the the over the topness and stupidity of the CGI in the first. And movie. yeah, it almost wins me over because of that. Even though it's, it's, so it's wrong, bad. yeah. Even though it's it's so wrong, it's kind of making wrong into conceptual like, art. Like, <laughs> but the first film, I was like, uh, we should probably say that Cameron hasn't seen chapter one of it. I was but... only interested from part two from the trailer. And I kind of have a rough idea of the first half of the book from watching the TV movie, listening to stuff on it, and kind of piecing it together from reviews. So the old TV movie from 1990 with Tim Curry as Pennywise, right? That that film has aged quite badly. A lot of people will just say that Pennywise is the best thing and all of the human characters are boring. That's completely true. And when I watched Chapter 1, I felt it was the opposite way around, that the... That the the human characters were great, and then whenever CGI clown happened, it was boring. Yeah, Pennywise was just disappointing. In this and new I, one, yeah. Yeah, I would say even in the in the TV movie, he was kind of a bit, eh, but it was just good because it was Tim Curry, <laughs> and he's what cup popping out, drain pipes going, kiss me, fat boy, and then just all the other random shit he does and goes beep beep Richie and then disappears exactly it's, in other words it's brilliant it, it, it's, it's funny but it's it's hauntingly funny the problem with Pennywise in this is he's just like I'm going to yeah. murder you and it's like, every, every sort of dark imaginative bit in the old TV series was, was, was really quite good actually but it just it had a lot of fill around it this time round I think it's the other way, it's the other way. but no I, I was feeling okay about Pennywise in this one I was thinking it was a step up from chapter one but then it, it just dips right back down to being the same sort of thing so yeah I'm, I'm kind of in sort of like it's four out of ten but only in a sort of ironic sort of way yeah <laughs> hey well. I just I just showed Simon a bit of paper that said four out of ten on it which he is... wrote it down it's like he's like he's a uh, Devin Brown right here I'm Darren Brown. <laughs> I think we should get Darren Brown to introduce the spoiler section. And we're going to ask him a countdown from 100. Because <laughs> that'll be really interesting to listen to. Hello, I'm Darren Brown. 100. <laughs> 99. This is the countdown to spoiler section for It Chapter 2. 3. 2. 1. So I almost feel like I should do like my top three moments that I pissed myself laughing at that I really shouldn't. So you have. found this funny? <laughs> so did I. I was just bored. I was kind of bemused and bored. I, I actually, oh li- like God. what you said, I was just kind of sitting watching the images pass by my eyes and just going, ah, oh, yeah, I guess I am watching a movie. Now, I have to ask. Now, other 
movie review podcasts, etc., have brought this up as a why was this in the film? <laughs> and it's when the leper is vomiting all over him and it oh just cuts God. to Just crying. call me Angel yeah. of the morning. Yeah. yeah, and what the other reviewers have said is that it's like they wanted it to be scary, but they watched and thought, this is just horrible. Let's put this over it and make it funny. Yeah, so and it wasn't funny. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? For, and a, I, for anyone who hasn't seen the film but has nonetheless listened to the spoiler spoiler section, that's fine, actually. Good on you. That's good. Yeah. But, but also, uh, what happens is uh, a leper spews... All, a, a imagined leper that's been conjured up by Pennywise spews all over the character of... Is it Eddie? Yeah. Spews all over Eddie. And then during the spew... A random pop song just starts playing, <laughs> just yeah. very briefly, like a ten-second snippet of a pop song. It's playing. probably it's just even that. Out, it's yeah. probably f- it's like just a Guardi- It's like a Guardians of the Galaxy type moment, and yeah. then all of a sudden we're back to horror again, and it's like, what the fuck? I mean, I laughed my ass off, but then as I was like going home, I was thinking, wait a minute, did I actually just miss something? Is that a reference to that guy's favorite song from the first part or something? But yeah. it's, it's not, no. is it? It's just there. It is like they've just decided to throw it at the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah, and yeah. It, 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 it didn't. It fell horribly. It's just brainless. Yeah. No, like let's face it. Like the funniest thing as well is uh, when um, Beverly visits her own her home, and there's a nice old lady there. <laughs> <laughs> She turns into a giant naked CGI old lady. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. It's such, so that's a perfect example of of like what the movie does wrong constantly is that the scares up until that point when you're in the house with the old lady you're kind of like oh god this is kind of creepy you know you're like <laughs> old ladies are creepy god damn and then, <laughs> they sure are. and then and then there's the big because <laughs> this movie can't it, it can't just let the film be scary it has to tell you it's scary it has to so, make loud blaring noises and ah here's your scary moment annoying loud noise with every scare yeah, yeah. so uh this fucking CGI old lady pops out, and it's suddenly not scary anymore. It's like they, it's like they took the scary, the, the quote unquote scary parts of Harry Potter and just cut them into a film. You know what I mean? The scariest parts of Harry Potter comprise this movie. You know? What I mean? Yeah. I don't know Harry Potter so it's well. It's equally like Harry Potter and a big pile of shit. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, this is controversial. Controversial. Controversy. Hot takes. The chubby guy who was chubby at the Ben. Uh, in the, yeah, Ben. So Ben was Big Ben in the books. He was he was big as a kid, but now he's like Mr. Handsome. Now he's a stud. Now he's like Simon. Chiseled and uh, chiseled. <laughs> six pack. If I forget, this, this boy got an eight pack. Ben is the only eye candy in the film, and it's obviously Bill Hader's eye candy. No, no, no. This, that kind of creepy homeless guy. The only, the only it. eye candy that you get in this film is Ben. Ben pulls his shirt up for the ladies, so that's like a nice little. So the only eye candy that exists now is is for for ladies. Yeah, six pack, whatever you want to call it. But as a kid, he was he was chubby and yearned for uh, Beverly's character. Wrote her a poem that she thought was by James McAvoy's character all these years. There's this a sort of fantasy sequence where he th- thinks that she's coming on to him and he, he goes in for a kiss and she's like, oh my God, no, 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 not like that. And then it turns to obviously Pennywise is kind of like, do you think I would fall for a fat, disgusting blob like you? Uh, the scene ends with him running out of the room and she chases after him with her head on fire. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> screaming the poem at him. Right, that is one of the. I, honestly, I'd already been creasing up from. I mean, this film had set me off like way, way like earlier <clears> than <throat> this. But as soon as she like left the room after him, with her head ablaze, I was, I was again, I was, I was vibrating with laughter, trying to keep my voice down in case other people were <laughs> caught up in the the tension of it all. Then it 
operates as kind of a one-two punch because I'm laughing at the flamey head, but then he hides in, in his locker and over his shoulder is a poster of Danny Wood from New Kids on the Block. Who Danny Wood is the guy from New Kids on the Block who had the stupidest face. And you obviously have to be as old as me to, to know this. But it's in the dark and his white teeth and white eyes are glowing from this poster over his shoulder. And I was like, what the f*** is that doing there? Like, why would you, why would you compose that shot with this random pop star from the past just leaning <laughs> over his shoulder in the dark? But then he utters the best line in the film... What is when that Pennywise one? is behind him and utters the iconic Tim Curry line, "Kiss me, fat boy," <laughs> and chases him out of the locker. And at that point, I lifted my fist up and went, "I enjoy a moment in this film." There was one moment that you liked. It was a repeat of the the old one. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and when they referenced the thing, that was another oh, moment yeah. when I lifted my hand up and kind of thought, well, "This is cool," but also wait, you've done it before with the head, the, the head. head. The head spider crab. The head I think legs. that's just from the books. I don't. I don't think that's a thing. No, it's, no, it's, it's got from to. The thing. Come on. Is it? A thing? It is from the thing because Bill Hader the, does the, the line. You've got to be kidding me. I felt a bit weird about. I was like, why are they dragging in a thing reference? It's, based, it's to. It's to um, remind you that the better movies exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I I well, went I home it. and took out my copy of the thing and just looked and thought, I'm going to watch this tomorrow. <laughs> Because I love that film. So that means you're watching it tonight. Yeah. Damn Can't right. wait to watch Damn the Damn right I am. So yeah, there's problems with this film. A big part of the popularity of the first movie, um, the first it from 2017, was the cast of kids. Now, the kids are obviously older now, so um, what they've done is they digitally de-aged the kids in is the that, flashback Is scenes. that confirmed? That is so Cause, cause, obvious. Because I, they've I, said... If you look for it, it's the most obvious f***ing thing in the world. Look at the fat boy... In any of the flashback scenes, and he looks like he's made it a dough. Like he, <laughs> oh, right, okay. And and then also, there's a char- the character who plays the um, one who's always in the pharmacy and has got a really fussy mother. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie's voice has been depitched so that it sounds like a prepubescent voice, and oh. his face looks like oh, oh man, you notice it? It's really uncanny. If you look for it, you'll see it. Well, well you so, know, I've got to say as well. That's not, not only is that weird; it's also really stupid. I mean, why would you not just film? The scenes for the next one while you were doing the first one. Well, I, I don't think they knew. <laughs> it was budgets be. and all. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they didn't they think it was going to be the mega hit that it was. But when they made the film, they ended the first one by saying it'll continue in part two. Or something. Yeah, you know. So they'd already planned it. Yeah, but yeah. it's the kind. Of, it's the kind of thing that uh, it, it's like we want to make the second one, but we you don't know what? Well, you know, they're so comfortable falling back on CGI everything. It's like you, we don't need to worry about you know if you've got a haircut, Brie Larson. We'll just CGI your hair. Henry Cavill in the Justice League with no yeah. moustache yeah it's the same shit so yeah. because obviously they needed to uh, include what made the first movie so great they continuously splice in these moments uh, of the kids of the first film and refer back to these memories however what they're actually doing is they're adding in scenes that happen take place during the first movie that you don't see and it's like these are significant moments that yeah, you don't see yeah. in the movie like what Surely this would have some kind of bearing on the events that happened in the first movie. But no, they just kind of retcon it as being like, these also happened, but you didn't see them. It's like, wait a minute, what? So that entire moment where you see the fat kid getting rejected by Beverly, then chased with her flaming head, that takes place during the first film, timeline-wise. Timeline-wise, yeah. But it's not actually part of the movie. Well, I suppose, they, I mean, it's, it's the only thing that's going to make anyone like the, the new one is like, Seeing those, seeing that the kids are back there or whatever. Yeah, seeing the uh, kids that they love so much. There's an there's an omission from this film, maybe not from the book, but certainly 
comparing it to the early miniseries that I think is kind of regrettable. Um, there's a scene where Beverly, in, in the old one, Beverly is played by Annette O'Toole, one of my favourites, <laughs> uh, and her child self is played by Emily Perkins from uh, the Ginger Snaps movie. And there's a scene where she remembers, uh, she's telling the boys that she can remember being attacked by Bowers. Is it Henry Bowers? That's yeah, the, the crazy the, guy. The crazy guy and all his drug mates are around her and he's holding a knife up to her face and stuff like that. And he's just he's remembering how there's an evil in this town. And, you know, she remembers how an, an old man from the neighbourhood locked eyes with her while she was being harassed and decided to ignore it, decided to turn his back and go into his house giving this impression that the whole town was under some sort of dark spell and it's it's that's what it is that's kind of an element of it mm. you know and I, I really liked that i always liked it i don't think that they hammered that point home at all in this no did you feel like that you know yeah no. exactly completely it just missed. seemed like there was a crazy clown going around murdering people so well that, another another part of the uh commentary behind this film a lot of the time uh, recently a lot of the commentary behind this film is the hate crime that takes place at the start of the movie yeah. and I was like alright so when I watched I didn't know about this until after I'd seen the film but I, I presumed that it was because they were going to go into like the kind of the dynamics of a, of a small town you know that the kind of Twin Peaks thing or like the or, or even just the first it thing because the first movie's got a really good sense of place mm-hmm. this one doesn't so you see this bizarre like small town small minded hate crime thing going on and then Never touches on that kind of theme ever again. It's like why? Yeah, it's apparently taken directly from the books, but it is. Is it? What's the point the if you're not going to cover, like, follow up with that at all? I presume it was cut for time, but like, eh. they kind of touch. Well, on I mean, it, that's that, that would have been a way of touching on it. it would be to just if, if that Beverly character had have had her like monologue about the evil in this place, and you mm. see the old man turn his head. That would refer back to oh, that's probably why they set the tone with that small-minded hate crime thing at the start. Because I, I actually... It just seems so out of place in the film, I think. Yeah. They kind so of touch on it, though, don't they, with Bill Hader's character, slightly. I feel like what I what just, happens with Bill Hader? What was it? Uh, that his fear is that he doesn't want anybody to find out that he's gay. Is that really a thing? Wait, yeah. what? I that's, get that's that. the thing. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> missed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's carving on the bench. Is Richie loves, and you don't see it. And then at the end of the film, after Eddie dies, he carves an E into the. Eddie. Oh. What? So he loved Eddie, and that's the Are thing. You is, no, that's the thing. That's the thing in the book is that Richie is gay, I believe. But Closet they changed it. Yeah. They changed it in the TV movie that Eddie was a virgin, and he would only want to lose it to people that he loved. And the only people he loved was the the loser gag and one of them I think Bill in the TV movie goes well we're not doing that now or something like that yeah, but that's yeah, Richie's yeah. fear is that he's gay because Pennywise goes I know your secret and keeps prodding at him oh. that's his secret is that he's well, gay the movie does and that's not, really in the book yeah, okay. yeah. the movie does not do a because good job they, at hammering they, that because they touch on it in the Chinese one when he says to Richie oh have you got married and he goes oh yeah I've got a wife your mum <laughs> And they, that's the yeah. whole thing. They could have filtered out a lot of confusion. Yeah. They could have fil- filtered out a lot of confusing crap to replace it with hitting that point a lot harder. Yeah. They could yeah. have brought back the Beverly thing that from the earlier movie, her observation about the town. That would have made the beginning scene more justified. As it happens, though, when I watched that opening scene again, I just thought that it actually there was still a long way to go before this film started to disappoint me. I thought that as a opening scene was kind of cool yeah at, at yeah. the start it is cool but then yeah. but then what I'm saying is when you consider the film as a whole it kind of sticks out it's mm. this weird scene that's kind of like, why did it begin like that what, yeah, what? Simon Mayo of uh, Mayo and Kermode's thing he, he actually quizzed James McAvoy on 
whether it was a justified scene and said to Kermode later that he didn't feel that it was. Yeah. But it's, mm. it, the thing is, is, it's in the book. Don't bring it up with the film writer. Bring it up with Stephen King because he wrote yeah. No, well, I right, think right, the, right. the problem is that they didn't adapt it properly. Right? Yeah, no, so they, they didn't yeah, adapt yeah. it with, in, in accordance to any kind of theme. They just thought, yeah, yeah, this is a detail from the book, which is the problem I have with the movie as a whole is the fact that they seem beholden to adapting the book but don't really understand the Yeah, book. It's like they took the approach of just writing everything they liked on the back of postcards and yeah. then stuck them to the board. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. the opening scene is ripped straight out of the book. That's what everyone said is that bit is straight out of the book but everything else they've kind of just twisted. Apparently um, in the book the gay man's thrown into the river he's not taken by Pennywise in human clown form. He's taken by a, a Pennywise clown shark. Uh, and I, I've i got this kind of thing in my head. I want to read this book. Just Is that true? Have you read this? I've not. I don't know about that, but it probably is because Stephen King did a lot of cocaine. Yeah. So that's probably true. He's like, clown shark. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a clown shark. I mean, all of the crap uh, shark movies there. We've got ghost shark, sand shark. Zombie house, shark and then the Crash of the Caribbean. You know. Are we going to get a Pennywise Sharknado crossover movie? I think that there, there should just be... <laughs> There should just be a film called Clown Shark that makes no effort to justify. I think that probably exists. I reckon if you search, <laughs> if you search long enough for it, you'll we'll have a clown, clown shark. I actually want to. I'm going to read Stephen King's it, and I'm going to make. Are you going to? Are you actually? Yeah, are you I'm going to read it. It's one thousand one hundred pages long. Oh, I'll make it's it. bigger than the Bible. You know what? I'm going to read it up to the point of the clown shark, and if I'm not read the Bible, if Simon. I don't shut up. Get your Bible out my face, right? No, um, if I if I am in, in the mood to finish the book. Uh, after the clown shark I'll just leave it there but I want to illustrate from my imagination based on what the book says I'm going to illustrate this clown shark it's now a thing it's in my mind I want a clown shark to exist in the world if I have to drop myself yeah Cameron is very eager to the, say the, something the, the one thing the one, the one yeah. thing that uh, they've always said about the Stephen King books is that the endings suck every single one sucks and they bring it up in the film with Bill's character and then Stephen King is in the film as the pawn shop owner yeah, yeah, yeah. and he says oh did you read my book and he goes no the ending sucked and it's like oh we've reached the meta point of the film where it all comes full circle and also I bet you Steve, so I bet you someone said to Stephen King it's that's 300 bucks for that old rusty piece of crap since you're such a big successful writer as well. He's probably having a go at like the fact that he gets charged, overcharged for stuff. I bet stuff it was because he was buying his own typewriter and I was just sitting in the front of a shop. Just like, yeah, yeah. Well, that means that, the, that Stephen King must have like sat down with the maker of this film. And, you know, this is the problem is that Stephen King can't make films. Even if you like him as an author, you've got to admit that he can't make films. So any any film that gets a pass from Stephen King is crap. Yeah. He likes Dreamcatcher, but he doesn't like Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. So there you go. That says all you need to know about Stephen King and movies. Just like, leave him out of it. The basically. best Stephen King cameo, just to go off on a tangent, is something that he has no writing credits on, and it's Sons of Anarchy. Look it up on YouTube. It's great. He plays a, a <laughs> body disposal guy, and he just comes in and goes, I want a collection of 70s rock and I'm taking whatever I want in the house as payment. And at the end, you just see him grab a vase and ride off in a motorcycle. What the fuck's a vase, awesome. Cameron? What the fuck's a vase? A vase? A vase? A vase? I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> so, uh, Stephen King... If 
final thoughts and score? I've already said, guys, 4 out of 10, and the four points don't come from it being uh, good in any sort of conventional sense. It comes from being like wrong in a way that's kind of amusing. It's like it's doing things wrong and you're just kind of like laughing and shrugging your shoulders until the last hour where it starts to be more like the first film and, yeah, frankly boring. I would probably give it an three, maybe. Oh. I did not like it. It was pretty bad. The only bonus points I would give it is the thing reference because the thing's one of my favorite films. <laughs> it reminded you that there was a bit of, yeah. you know, it reminded me to watch the thing tomorrow. Oh, yeah. thank you. you know. yeah. Thank you, movie. Th- thanks to the reminder that <laughs> Kurt Russell is Exists. what I want my dad to be. But, beside, but besides that... I think your dad's going to be quite disappointed to hear yeah, this podcast. True, true. <laughs> Have I failed you, son? <laughs> Do you well, want me well, to play Dad, you're not Kurt you? Russell blown up aliens in Antarctica, so I don't care. Uh, yeah, so this movie was... Um, it was like my first horror movie, you know? It was like it was like a... My first horror movie. It was like a horror movie for fucking kids. It wasn't scary. It was too long. Uh, really overproduced. Boring. The cast was pretty wasted. Not like wasted waste. Yeah, yeah. Bill Hader was taking shots of uh, like vodka. And yeah, I just it was kind of brainless. It's not really a horror film so much as it is like a a dark fantasy movie. Really. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's a complete failure as a horror film. As a horror. Uh, I give it a four. I give it a fucking four out of ten. Yeah, but you say it's your first horror film. Are you? Are you... Um, what I mean is, it's a my first horror movie. I've, it's not my first horror movie I've ever watched. What I mean is, it's a. My first, you know, it's like my first experimental rock album. <laughs> Are you understanding this or is it no. just in his head? No. Like, no. <laughs> no. Right, no, 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 no. So it's like, if something's kind of lame, it's like, it's like, oh, that's like my first car. You know, well, this is like, oh, it's my first horror movie. Oh. Like, you know, the, there's like a brand name of things. It's like my first armchair or my uh, first pair of if trousers. If you're going to watch my first, first set thing, of shoes. this. Yeah, it's like a starter horror movie. It's I like a horror movie for fucking idiots. I get it. Like now. dumb kids who've never seen any fucking horror movies. Or sit in the back good. of the cinema and talk and throw snacks and bang on chairs and sorry. Knows <laughs> little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's it. Chapter two. More like shit. Chapter poo. Chapter poo. Kiss me, fat boy. Beep, beep, Richie.